Welcome to the Maritime Podcast, and you're listening to Marcus Han, editor of Sea Trade Maritime News. Wishing all our listeners a happy and healthy 2022, and with this being the first episode of the Maritime Podcast of the new year, we will be focusing on what are the biggest issues and challenges facing the shipping and maritime industries in the coming 12 months. But dipping back to last year ever so briefly, one of the highlights of 2021 was interviewing leading executives from across a range of maritime sectors for the In Conversation series of the Maritime Podcast, and learning how they were tackling the fast-paced and ever-changing markets. So what better group of people to ask what they see as the key challenge or issue that shipping and maritime will face in 2022? In this episode, you will hear perspectives on the challenges ahead from lawyers, logistics players, bunkering companies, ship owner technology experts, classification societies, environmental technology providers, and finance specialists. Supply chain disruption is an issue that attracted global attention in 2021, grabbing mainstream media headlines. So, to start our look into 2022, you will hear from Thomas Knudsen, Managing Director of Global Logistics Provider Toll Group. Whilst I'm sure that areas such as sustainability, digital disruption, COVID, geopolitical tensions and so forth will be really important areas to watch in 2022, I still think that the focus for next year will be on disruptions and bottlenecks in supply chain. Whether it's the arrival or emergence of Omicron and the impact that will have on ports, airports, truck drivers, distribution centers, logistics hub and so forth, or whether it's the impact of Brexit in the UK, potential labor issues on the US West Coast because of discussions with unions, or whether it's simply the continuation of the bottlenecks that we're seeing today with ships waiting outside Long Beach and other ports on the West Coast, or for that sake across Asia. My view is that that will continue to impact supply chains. And initially, I thought that would probably continue for at least the first quarter. I see that now lasting much longer. And if it stays until the middle of next year, which I believe, then that is clear to move into the peak season. And therefore, my prediction for 2022 is that we will see the current situation very much being the status quo for all of next year. The theme of disruption is continued at a wider level by Klaus Nemzer, Chief Innovation Officer and Eastern Pacific Shipping. You will hear next from him with a focus on technology and the impact of the pandemic. I think the biggest challenge for our industry is the uncertainty that we face. And as a result, the training and upskilling for both our seafarers and for the onshore teams. One major uncertainty we see is over which alternative fuel will become mainstream in the short and in the long term. Is it LNG, ammonia, hydrogen, or even nuclear? Regulatory and customer pressure to decrease carbon and other emissions are constantly evolving. Secondly, the speed of change seems to increase. For technology, improvements are happening not in a linear, but in an exponential fashion. And like we all know what exponential growth is uh, through the new virus mutations that we see. As a result, this means that seafarers and onshore teams have to learn how to cope with new technologies, to handle new types of fuels and engines, but also to understand how to best use digital technologies like sensor-equipped engines that transmit real-time performance data via satellites to the shore teams. This will require new skills 
and not only as a one-off, but continuous learning more than ever before to keep up with ever-changing and rapidly improving technologies. This uncertainty also means we need to be flexible and be prepared for multiple possible future scenarios. I would argue the biggest challenge here is training to make the most of the new technology solutions and to safely operate vessels. Good news here is that we have new technologies like virtual reality training, where trainees and instructors can get together in virtual environments. The digital twins in which they're doing the training accurately resemble the vessels running on new alternative fuels even before they're built. These new training platforms also allow to practice teamwork and collaboration dealing with these new environments. Augmented reality, another technology that allows onshore personnel to be virtually present on ships and to remotely monitor vessels and to provide guidance and advice based on real-time data about the ships. AI built into cameras can detect dangerous situations before they become critical. So the capabilities exist to remotely monitor and manage ships and to provide real-time guidance based on accurate information from the vessels. All of these technologies also reduce unnecessary human contact, which I think will unfortunately continue to be something people are eager to avoid. I think 2022 will still be dominated by new waves of the pandemic. The best thing about these digital technologies is that they are just software, so they can be quickly changed and adapted as different scenarios of the future evolve. And that's the flexibility we need to effectively deal with the uncertainty we face. The themes touched upon by Klaus were continued by Punit Ozer, Executive Director of the Singapore Chamber of Maritime Arbitration, who delves into the intersection between people and technology. Let's hear what Punit has to say. In my view, there are four clear lessons we have learned from 2021, a year that continued to be affected by COVID pandemic. The first lesson is that technology is key. Without it, we cannot succeed. Second is that technology is only a means to an end. It's an integral part of a process, but it is just that process. Third and the most important lesson is that people are still at the heart of our business. The focus must remain on people. They are the ones who drive the results. Final lesson is that collaboration is the only way forward, something that is talked about a lot but seldom executed. That has changed for good in 2021 with some significant collaborations in maritime space. In my view, there are three key challenges for the maritime industry to tackle in 2022. First is to care adequately for the seafarers, our real heroes. Tackling this challenge will need all the technology and collaboration with a great deal of empathy and acceptance of seafarers as key workers and providing them with all the possible help and honor. Second challenge is to hasten the process to decarbonize shipping. Once again, technology is key to create greater awareness and disclosure in this area. And once that is in place, we will need collaboration to drive home the results. It's great to see positive efforts in this direction. The final challenge is an old one with a revised focus, and that is of building talent. This has been a major challenge, and I've spoken earlier on the death of old school mentoring. I do hope that mentoring resurfaces and technology becomes a big part of this resurgence. I hope the companies realize that recruiting, training, and retaining the right talent is not an option, but a necessity for survival and growth. People, in particular seafarers, are very much the focus of John Collis, co-founder of Tradeflow Capital Management, which provides SME trade financing 
John sets his comments in the context of the global importance of shipping. 90% of the world's trade is carried by sea. And just like the majority, trade flow capital management relies on the maritime industry for its business and the business of its clients and counterparts. The backdrop to 2022 will be the pressure on the maritime industry to reduce emissions. There can be little doubt that this will cause upward pressure on rates. But even bigger hurdles will be presented by COVID. For one and a half million seafarers, the problems presented by COVID are acute. At its height in 2020, nearly half a million seafarers were stranded on vessels. Today, that figure is closer to 150,000, and about 20% of seafarers have been at sea for over nine months. That, together with the difficulties around shore leave and rule changes that are prompted by new strains of the virus, means that it's not only tough on seafarers, but there is a very large knock-on effect on trade flows and the maritime industry, both onshore and at sea. Rates will only rise and circumstances will only become more challenging in 2022. Listeners will hear next from lawyer Julian Clark, a passionate campaigner for seafarers in the crew change crisis and someone who sees a coincidence of an array of challenges in 2022. Well, for me, it's going to be an interface between technology, decommunization, automation and people. Technology and automation will drive change, but how is this going to affect people's lives, the jobs that they do, and the whole demand curve for workers. And then ESG is going to have to be a key factor in protecting our environment. But again, how are we going to allow legislation, procedure and law to catch up with the changes that environmental social governance, technology and automation will bring? I think that 2022 is going to be an amazing year, full of challenges, but also setting course for an incredible future. The issue of decarbonisation, touched on by both John Collis and Julian Clark as part of wider challenges, is very much the focus of our last five guests. Christina Seintz de Santa Maria, Regional Manager, Southeast Asia, Pacific and India, Maritime for DNV, tells listeners... In my opinion, the challenge for the maritime industry for 2022 is going to be a continuation of what we have been working on 2021 in terms of the decarbonization journey. We need to continue to work on what is needed to scale up the transition to zero emission ships, which is basically six things. It's regulatory certainty so ship owners can instigate long-term planning for the fleets. It's major public and private investment into research, development and innovation of zero carbon technologies. It's about large scale testing to ensure the safety of new technologies. A more mature regulatory framework governing the safe uptake of new fuels. Investment into bunkering infrastructure to ensure more widespread fuel availability. And last but not least, tireless collaboration, which is the real fuel of the future. In addition to decarbonization, extremely important that we don't forget about the safety aspects of our industry and certainly not about our seafarers. Next up, Lin Lu, CEO for the Global Center for Maritime Decarbonization, highlights the growing pressure from the industry itself for the IMO to set more ambitious targets for zero carbon shipping. She explains. A major draw for me joining the industry is the idea that shipping is a global industry. 
if there's a chance to pass a global carbon policy, it would be international shipping, and not doing so would be a missed opportunity. This past year, we saw the industry increasingly asking for such regulation. 2022 will see a stronger call for IMO to lead the efforts in establishing such a framework. Given the way IMO is set up, this is not going to be trivial. We will all have to do our parts individually and collectively to nudge the IMO to make this happen. Beyond top-down regulations, I also see the industry rallying together to take concrete bottom-up actions to help accelerate decarbonization efforts. Centers like the Global Center for Maritime Decarbonization provide an excellent platform for stakeholders across the value chain to aggregate resources for piloting solutions. These learning-by-doing projects are so important in helping the sector chart a pathway to a low-carbon future. The theme of decarbonization is expanded upon by Soren Hull, CEO of KPI Ocean Connect, who looks at the challenges ahead in 2022 in relation to fuels and bunkering. Let's hear what Soren has to say. In any other year, the global pandemic would have overshadowed every other news story. It's a measure of how seriously the world is now taking climate change that ESG now comes up in almost every conversation I have with our ship owners clients. There's no question that the shipping industry needs to become more sustainable. I expect that 2022 will be similar to 2017-18 for many ship owners as they begin to progress from the planning stage to the execution stage of their sustainability strategies. A big part of this next stage will be assessing the ability of their marine fuel counterparties to provide them with the fuels they need to decarbonize. It is clear that there will be many different ways to achieve the IMO's 2030 and 2050 goals, and with that comes the need for expert counsel from transparent counterparties with the financial strength, global coverage, and technical expertise to ensure that ship owners make the right choices. Buyers will need to ask the right questions if they are to choose the right partners and avoid, as my Texan friend said, people who are all hat and no cattle. Our last two speakers are very much involved in providing solutions to decarbonize shipping and highlight the choices ship owners will have to make in this regard in 2022. First, we hear from Noah Silberschmidt, founder and CEO of Silverstream Technologies. In 2021, we saw regulatory milestones like COP26 and MEPC 77, perhaps not being as impactful as we would have hoped. But that has not slowed pace of adoption and the enthusiasm around successful decarbonization initiatives among the world's forward-looking ship owners. This year, I believe we'll see the shipping industry continue at pace to find practical solutions to decarbonize both in the short and the long term. New pressures from charters and retailers, less conservatism and more ambition will lead owners to go above and beyond current regulatory measures. They see the commercial and ethical incentive to decarbonize, and so do we. A few years ago, around 5% of the industry was willing to invest substantially in clean technologies. Today, I see it more like 25% that are putting into action their ambitions to decarbonize. This is very encouraging to see, but of course, there's still a great deal of work to be done to motivate the rest of the industry to follow suit. 
Vessel efficiency is now a commercial imperative, and choosing underperforming, unproven, substandard technologies will lead to stranded assets and unprofitability very soon. Choosing this pathway risks the industry falling into a profitability and compliance trap. I believe 2022 will be seen as a tipping point for the shipping industry to put its money where its mouth is with regards to decarbonization for the benefit of our planet and everyone on it. The final word in our 2022 outlook goes to Mikhail Bo, Chairman and CEO of Core Power. Listeners may have noticed that our second guest, Klaus Nemzer, made brief mention of atomic power as a possibility for shipping in the future. Mikhail is a man who believes atomic power is much more than just a possibility for shipping, and that it will come of age in 2022. Over to Mikhail to explain. Core Power is the company that's putting advanced atomic power on the agenda for ocean transportation. And 2021 has been a rocket launch year for Core Power. We started back in 2018 by proposing that new, highly disruptive, small-scale atomic technologies is the only true zero emission power source for large ships. We demonstrated quite successfully that 80% of emissions from shipping comes from just 20% of the ships and that those ships are the hardest assets to eliminate emissions from. Then 2019 was the year that everyone hoped climate change would not hit shipping. 2020 was the year it hit us, and everyone started looking for net zero solutions. Then 2021 was the year when everyone started to pick fuels and technologies they liked the sound of, and quite a few picked advanced atomic. We now see that 2022 is likely to be the year that everyone has to look long and hard at the solutions they've chosen and figure out if it's actually going to work, technically, economically, safely, and most importantly, realistically. At Core Power, we've seen a huge increase in the interest and support for advanced atomic, and quite rightly so. As we're now building the first reactors with our partners in the United States, we're also heavily engaged at a regulatory level with flag states, members of the International Atomic Energy Agency, and with classification societies. Advanced Atomic is now on the agenda at almost every serious shipping conference, and the leading owners, operators, and charterers are gathering around the table to figure out how they can get involved and benefit from this new way of thinking about maritime propulsion. In 2021, we completed our second round of financing so that we can fulfill our commitments on the technical side, and we are in advanced discussions with investors and partners for the next stage of development. In the year ahead, I think the industry will come to realize that there is no single solution to removing air pollution from shipping, and that every power-hungry asset out there will need a combination of energies that fully take into account the life cycle footprint on the environment, well to wake, I think we call it, and that advanced atomic is an inevitable part of almost every solution we can come up with. Producing ammonia and methanol in a clean and green way around the clock, charging batteries, desalinating drinking water, producing industrial heat for processing the materials we ship, and of course, propulsion power. Propulsion of large ships is a $150 billion market today. It's a big prize that only some solutions can claim, and I think we're only just getting started. Listening to our guests today, there can be little doubt that 2022 will hold both many challenges and opportunities. From supply chain disruption to the interface of people and technology, and from the challenges of the pandemic to developing zero carbon fuels for shipping, 2022 is set to be an extremely busy year which will see new ground broken in the industry. 
Thank you to all our guests today for taking the time to share with us their views on what lies ahead for shipping in the coming year. Wishing all our listeners to the Maritime Podcast fair winds and following seas for 2022. Until the next episode of the Maritime Podcast, stay safe. Stay safe.